February the 13th, and you're listening to Altitude Adjustment, the podcast, the weekly podcast about people, politics, and professions. And I want to say thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. Um, if you're looking at the video version of this, then you can look behind me. Um, it might be a little hard to see, but there's a little snow falling in St. Louis. The current temperature is six degrees. So I hope wherever you are, you are safe. I understand most of the country is dealing with some form of cold weather and some, some snow. I actually myself love snow. Um, I, I didn't intend to, to retire or uh, move to a place for my senior years. <laughs> Uh, that has snow. <laughs> um, uh, so a couple of things uh, we're going to talk today about policing social media. And there's two aspects of policing social media that I think are important, but we're, we're going to deal with uh, uh, briefly on the um, external, which is uh, the, f the functioning of uh, social media, uh, the controls exhibited such as normal business controls, like they have to, you know, have licenses for stuff like that. And that's one form of uh, policing social media. But the one we're going to talk about today is the actual content that social media produces and who should be policing that. Um, before we get started, I want to go back a couple of, I'm getting back into listening to previous episodes, uh, making sure that if, if I need to make corrections on information, that I do. And there is a couple of, uh, items that I came across in a podcast a couple of weeks ago that needed to be corrected. Um, I talked about the number of hours that I listen to podcasts each week. Actually at the time I said, I think a month or something, but I listened to about five to six hours of podcasts a week. And part of that is in preparation for this show, and another part of it is um, I try to reach out to other podcasters because I believe they have acquired knowledge in the course of their podcasting, which they can um, share because, you know, that's their focus. So they're getting information about the subjects that they cover. And then I try to bring that knowledge here so that uh, they can share that with you and with me, because sometimes I learn some things. Um, and so. I listen to about five to six hours of podcasts a week. So let me say this. Um, so there was a big issue about um, cord, cord cutting. And we mentioned that last week. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but the cord cutting, uh, well, let me do this. Since Warren's already here, I'm going to um, start the show and then we'll finish this real quick. Just a second. This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Can you offensive. hear that? Your discretion is advised. I don't hear it. Alrighty. Oh, Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Alrighty. So, sometimes... Um, sometimes... Uh, you have to, I have to restart OBS to get the audio to, to act right. And, uh, that's the situation there. Um, but I didn't want to restart it since we've already started the stream and that's going to be, uh, I'm going to have, well, anyway, so, um, I will chalk that up to OBS's fault. I'm not taking the hit on that one. <laughs> Okay. So oh, Leonard, yes. Leonard, for those uh, for those of you who have uh, frequent the show, Leonard may not be here this afternoon. He has um, issues that he needs to attend to, um, and if he is up to it, um, uh, if he solves those issues or deals with those issues in a way that uh, we'll get him back into the show, I'm sure he'll join us. Um, so I was just talking about um, we talked about cost or cord cutting. And one of the things that um, I had been meaning to do, I wanted to do a little video, you know, encouraging people to, uh, in this COVID environment and in, um, 
in the environment of uh, our society, there are a lot of content creators out there. There are just tons of content creators out there. And I am mm. sure um, that rather than cycling through uh, 600 TV channels with smart TVs the way they are, um, and, and Warren is, you know, he, he's got like 15 different sticks. <laughs> <It's> got, <coughs> Excuse me. He's got 15 different sticks. But it, anyway, there's any not that many, not that many. Uh uh. So so there's there's other content out there from from independent creators that um, you can replace with some of those hours of cycling through mind numbing uh, channels um, and and support and I encourage you to support uh, an independent um, in content creator. And that, you know, maybe in the form of just uh, liking their work, you know, clicking like. If you listen to the, the closing credits of this show, I always talk about uh, uh, Internet likes are like gold because they are. They help content creators get recognition for their work. Um, just some, just as much if you sent a uh, dollar or three dollars or five dollars to a content creator, it may make a difference for how well they're able to provide content for you. And most mm -hmm. of them will truly appreciate that because they make the content for you, for your consumption, for, for a number of reasons, but, but it's there for you. And I encourage you to, what's wrong? No, I was looking for my cup. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, the, and the content is there for you. Um, so, so take advantage of it. Take, you know, take time to uh, adjust that view, your viewing habits to possibly find some new jewels uh, in uh, independently created content. It may not be as polished in the beginning as content that you are already watching, but um, with your support, it will become much more polished and much more like what you're accustomed to. And because you're in early, you can help influence how that material is produced and created. And you wind up creating an environment about, around uh, content that you like and that people um, like you like. So I encourage you to uh, support independent creators. Um, you know, if, if nothing else, you know, click on a like, give them a, uh, a review, you give them a share. critique and share it. Already. Like and don't like. Exactly. Even if you don't like it, make make a comment. Yeah. Tell people about it. Alrighty. So then the other item was um uh Leonard and, and Warren didn't correct me, but I in the course of talking about super majorities in um in our government, how, how a simple majority should have worked. I used simple majority twice in the context of the conversation. You, you probably, if you'd watched the, sh the show, you would have known that I meant to say that I did not support super majorities. I, mm -hmm. I support simple majorities. Right. Um, and so I wanted to make that correct. And just in case someone didn't they catch that one clip, we are at, at a time in our society when People will seize on one word or one sentence and try to reframe the conversation to um, I'm, I'm not going to say that they're that their motives are sinister, but but they don't take the time to interpret the whole scope of what the, the conversation was about before making a comment. So so I am for a simple majority. And I don't think it, it, pretty much anything in government should require a supermajority. That's that's not, you know, if, if you got 101 f folks and all it takes is 51 to support an issue for it to be the majority issue. Well, we would have got rid of Trump with a simple majority, wouldn't we, on that first impeachment? <laughs> <laughs> 
had to go there, didn't you? You just <laughs> could not let that go. Had to go there. <laughs> All we need is one or two of y'all. Come on. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, here's my notes. Let's look into my notes there. All righty. Hey, Karen, how are you? Um, and thanks for the like. I really appreciate that. Uh, where's my notes? There we go. All righty. I cannot see the chat. Huh? Well, I she didn't. See. She just clicked on a like. So, oh, you got a so like. she didn't make a comment. Okay. Uh, she just clicked on a like. And maybe I put her on Front Street. My apologies if that's what I did. Um, but I did want to just say thank you. Um, because we do appreciate, uh, you know, though we appear to do this for ourselves every week, uh, we really are trying to make a difference in our society. And we spend a lot of time uh, and effort trying to do that. Absolutely. Um, so the, the video that actually the video that you saw earlier um, was purchased. I purchased a new camera. Um, I had to save up for it. Um, but I, I purchased a new camera and I hadn't... Uh, because of the way that I would love to have spent a, quite a bit of money on it, but it, it was the entry level camera. It was what I could afford. Um, and what I found was the camera actually takes a really good pictures. If you've got, if I've got plenty of light. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's just that I'm shooting indoors and Right now, I, I can't set up my studio the way I'd like for it to be, so I don't I don't have enough light to support that camera. So it sits in a bag. Um, but anyway, getting on with today's, go ahead. Yeah, I mean it's not 4K Ultra, but hey, it looked good. What's well, it, it, a it's good. a 4K camera, but I didn't shoot it in 4K. You're right. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's not that high depth. It's not that that's extremely <laughs> high depth, yeah. but it was pretty good. Yeah, it's nice. So, as I mentioned earlier, we wanted to talk about um, social media policing. So now there's a lot of times what you're hearing in the discussion about social media is they call them tech companies. Now, right. calling them tech companies is a misnomer. They, while okay. they are tech companies, uh, there are other tech companies that don't have a social media component attached to them. Think Lyft, Uber, Airbnb, Amazon. Those are also tech companies, but they're not going to be um, policed. They're not going to be held accountable in the same way that a YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, uh, mm -hmm. Tumblr is going to be um, held accountable. Now, there is some legislation going on uh, America seems to be sh uh, slow on the uptake recently. Our uh, political system has been bogged down significantly. And so we are slow to address um, issues like privacy. So like uh, Europe had privacy laws in place two years ago. And they're working to uh, strengthen their privacy laws. They had the uh, right to be forgotten law. I don't know if I completely agree with that, um, but but at least they they're making attempts at trying to address some of those issues so that people aren't for the rest of their lives saddled with things that um, that may keep them from advancing in their personal lives and in their careers. Um, mm. America, we have such a such a battle over private and public uh, um, I don't want to use control, but uh, private and public responsibility for uh, policing that mm -hmm. that we've become uh, what's the term? We've, we've become paralyzed basically we're not 
doing anything to to address those issues and, and, and feel comfortable to jump in anytime you like you're talking about privacy in particular so so there's a, there's the privacy aspect of it mm-hmm. and then um so we're just beginning to do some work towards privacy there are a couple of bills dealing with internet privacy but that was after the facebook fiasco after the youtube fiasco after um you know a couple of uh, social media companies had been hacked hmm. and and people are getting up uh, angry about how their private information is being sold by sure. by these companies and so now there's a um a move to do something about it. Now, as far as the, what I'm hoping that we can talk about today is the policing of uh, content. That's policing of the company. So there's there's that conversation going on about, do we classify them as common carriers? Do we classify them as utilities? And that's a, um, a very good conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, because social media has become a means of communication just as the telephone has. Yeah. And so, and so we need to address how, how are we going to uh, protect and provide that for the citizenry going forward? Well, do you, do you feel that there, um, they should be considered media in a sense, since they published, you know, they, publish a lot of information, distribute, uh, to share information, uh, should they be held up to, uh, some standard, uh, as a media company? I, my guess is that that's, that's obviously crossed your mind. And I'm glad you asked that question. I, I think that, um, I think that there are already things in place that can help um, uh, police media. So just as um, the newspapers are held to a particular standard of uh, slander, um, you know, things like that. If you make a post, which then becomes text based, if you make a post, then at minimum you should be held to that same standard. So like you can't create a commercial mm-hmm. that, that is a complete lie. So you shouldn't mm-hmm. be able to make a post that is a complete lie and you should be able to be held accountable by those through those same laws. So and, and to answer your question, yeah, I think, I think they're so, you know, like in a, in a chat or if you do a, a v- audio chat or video chat and you make those comments and you post that as a video, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, you know, that there's still laws that are, that govern that, like, you know, can you be recorded and, you know, what can you say in a recording, you know, that's, that's illegal, you know, can you present illegal information in a recording. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, if, so they have laws that, that, that determine what you can say, uh, or you or that you can't, uh, spread mistruth or lies over the media. Correct. Mm-hmm. So then the question becomes, how do you enforce those, uh, laws? Cause, uh, we see people lying on media all the time now the last four years. Right. And, and I think, <clears throat> so I, I think the, the enforcement piece is still the same. So you can be, you can be taken to court. Um, if you, if you slander someone, mm-hmm. you can be taken to court and a judgment against you for the damages for punitive and 
um, um, compensatory damages. Um, and so I, I think that that's, that's available. Um, yeah, it's going to jam up the court system because now <clears throat> rather than a few thousand, um, a few thousand, uh, journalists, now we have a few hundred million journalists. Um, but if you write up, if you, if you create a post, if you create a, a graphic, um, if you create anything that you place in a post, you mm -hmm. should be at minimum held accountable for everything that any other journalist is is doing. You don't get to be, right. you don't get to claim to be, I'm a, I'm a private citizen and I can mm -hmm. say whatever I want against whoever, whomever I want. Yeah, well, that that's a lot of um, potential damage going out over so, social cause over social media. And then the issue is, how do you prove uh, whether a person's uh, posts, comments, recording, et cetera, cause that damage? I think that's the big issue is the proof. Well, I understand. That. And, and I think that's like in any libel case. Um, how do you prove the damage done? So, um, you know, there's always, uh, you know, people lo have lost their jobs because of a post. Yeah. So, so now you've got a loss of income and you can prove that you can prove that loss of income. Um, you know, maybe you were applying for a loan and you got rejected because of something someone posted. That's, you know, that's proof. So there, there are ways to prove it, to, to prove loss. And just like in any, in any libel case, um, there are some things that, that are the, the proof aspect are more complicated. And so, yeah. you know, that's my thought there. Okay. Well, I think we got a lot of, um, a lot of uh, spotlight on um, media now since people are um, making all sorts of allegations. You know, we got people actually suing people over things uh, that are um, posted. But then you mentioned loss of jobs. You know, I can think of uh, the last couple of years, a uh, few people that have lost their jobs uh, because of things that they posted or said, mm -hmm. you know. Exactly. So, Mm -hmm. It goes it can go a couple of different ways, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really agree. have to be careful. I agree. I agree. And and yeah. So um so so right now, because because we're not taking um so our representatives uh in the in the government, you know, can initiate some actions to um, um, police content and what's happening is um, that there's been an absence of um, um, legislative efforts to police content and so we're leaving it up to the private companies to do policing of content and then then to me that that's extremely problematic in that um, so, so we have community standards on some things. So, yeah. you know, showing someone getting killed or, um, child pornography or rape, um, you know, you can't, those are community standards though that governs content, uh, regardless of the platform, regardless of the individual, um, you know, those are there. Right. When you, right. when you let corporate management determine community standards, then you let a few people determine mm -hmm. what is acceptable and unacceptable rather than the community determining what is acceptable and unacceptable. Yeah. So, um, while I don't think hate speech is good, I, I 
don't think Trump should have been able to say some of the things that he said. I don't think it should have been on Facebook and Twitter to determine that that's so. So if, mm -hmm. if, if government is, is controlling content, then there would have been legal recourse and a community action initiated in order to curtail Trump or hate speech. So if someone posts something hateful, hateful, and we have not had a, and we don't already have a community standard in place, then by going through the legal system and there being a challenge to that content being there, we then create a, le a, a better legal framework to consistently over all the, the um, social formats, social media formats to control that behavior. So, so that hate speech then becomes legally, um, legally enforceable to, to remove that post. And it's not a matter of did Mark Zuckerberg wake up, wake up on the wall side of the bed this morning and decide he was going to take down 5,000 posts. Right. So you're talking about community standards uh, versus um, um, the government making a law? Oh, well, that, that would standards. be the government. Or, yeah. Community standards okay. versus corporate standards. Versus corporate standards. Yeah. So if we, you know, if, if, if we leave it up to corporations to determine um, what is acceptable and unacceptable, mm -hmm. then we have, okay, I got something going on here. Hold on a second. Mm -hmm. And my little ticker is, is uh, it's like I just stopped. Yeah, it's, 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 I don't know what I can see. It's stopping after the second one. Hmm. Well, I think one of the issues that comes up when um, people are told um, they can't say certain things or, or their, um, their speech is, um, has to be censored or, or whatever you want to term you want to use mm -hmm. is uh they want to say hey i should have freedom of speech you know mm -hmm. first amendment and that's that's a big uh that's a big argument because um and that's a political thing too because a lot of people um it comes down the same line as uh the second amendment the gun control you know some people say hey I, right to bear arms. Some people say, no, we shouldn't have arms. So we still have that political divide. So how do we, um, how do we, um, who gets the voice in that? Should it be considered, uh, the, the, um, re responsibility of the government or should, uh, there be some community standard that, uh, applies? Okay. I appreciate you, you talking through that while I, I got that <laughs> cleared up. Um, so you know what I love about live? And that was why I did this show live. Um, is that there are going to be mistakes. There's there life happens. And what I didn't want to do is cut out all of the, uh, all of the lists and mistakes to make things perfect. I just wanted to be, you know, we'll, 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 we'll do what we are. We will make our mistakes and then we'll recover and, and we'll do the right thing. And, and so that was part of the reason we did it live. And again, I appreciate you covering for me. So now your question was addressing, um, balancing the difference of what one side wants as a community standard versus what another side wants as a community standard. Yeah. So. So in that instance, that's, that to me is where the legal system comes in. And, 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 and the problem that we're having in this country is 
is that we're even having an argument about whether government should be able to run the legal system. Um, you know, some people don't want to, right. yeah, some people don't want to accept that, you know, judges make the final decisions as far as the legal framework that we deal with in this country. And so, and so we're facing a difficult time, I think, in just getting simple things done because we yep. have, we don't even have people agreeing on, um, the courts being the final legal arbiter of exactly. legal precedence. And so until we can, so we have to continue to operate based on the idea that um, we need a framework for things to operate and function consistently and rationally across everyone. Okay. If we don't have, if, if the court system doesn't exist and everyone is able to apply laws as they see fit, it's going to be inconsistent. People are going to wake up on Thursday and like a particular law and then wake up on Friday when their family member has violated that law and decided they don't like the law that day. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what happens. So, so, so I have my ideas about how we move forward in that, and I'm going to save that for a different discussion. But, okay. but we do need to, and I'm just going to say, we do need to, um, settle on that, uh, that we're going to stand behind. And that's a part of being in a democracy is that you don't always like everything that you get. And so the legal system, um, as far as I'm concerned, I don't always agree with how legal, the, um, um, Okay, Fred. Um, so <clears throat> I'm not always going to uh, um, agree with the decisions that was handed down, such as in the Breonna Taylor case. But true. Um, but I but I live with that, and I understand that I can't go and impose my own justice. That I have to let the legal system then be the arbiter of justice. So. Right. So, uh, um, so, so that's, that's I'm right where I'm going to stop on that one. Um, you know, as I said, I mentioned that uh, right now what we've got is a system where corporations or the head of a corporation is, you know, the, they may have a standards and practices department that's handing down um, what things you can post and can't post on a particular web um social media site. So, um, Facebook is going to be different than YouTube is going to be different than, uh, Twitter is going to be different than Reddit. So there's going to be inconsistent. So, so then let's say you do cross or violate their, um, terms of service, terms of use of service. Mm-hmm then they get to not only say you're the problem that you're the problem that their standards isn't the problem because because they've been given the green light to control things so they say and and so they don't have to give you arbitration they don't have to give you an opportunity to argue for yourself they can just deplatform you they can just delete your posts they they, they don't have to give you a reason they don't have to uh explain to you why so that you can make changes it's just it's all up to them everything is on them to control the content and um and i think that that's so that that becomes an uh an environment that is not democratic it's it's and and some people will say, well, the private business doesn't have to be democratic. And, and I say they're, op they're, they're operating in a democratic society, 
So they damn well better be democratic. Um, they don't get to um, act contrary to the interest of the public just because they started a business. They started a business within an environment and then they have to conclude that environment in their business. In other words, they, they don't get to determine that democracy is not the way we should operate in the United States. And so they become, they start a company, they grow that company, uh, and they may grow that company fairly or they may grow that company unfairly. And then mm -hmm. change the rules of democracy to fit how they decide democracy should work or how society should work because they have so much of the resources or they have so much of the communications, you know, infrastructure, you know, that would be like, um, when AT&T was the only phone company. Oh yeah. And AT&T says, you know what? You can't call grandma on Saturday. Well, what do you mean you can't call grandma on Saturday? You know? <laughs> We're a democracy. You know, we decide what goes on. Well, because we own the phone company and we own the, the ability for you to make calls, we're going to limit your ability to make calls to grandma on Saturday just because that's what we want, because it's good for our network, because, because you know, and they're not going to tell you, well, we're going to limit your calls on Monday, on, uh, you know, on whatever day I pick. Uh, because um, that's the high volume day. And then um, it congests our lines and we don't make as much money because so, some calls don't go through. So we'll force you to uh, spread your calls out over different days so that we make more money as a company. Um, and we'll t terminate your ability to argue with us because we're an independent company. And, mm -hmm. you know, we don't we we oppose being regulated by the government quote unquote right right so at what point does um uh companies control over how they do their business become undemocratic i think is a question you right know, and like that's if, where yeah i'm sorry go ahead. if they if they say hey well look we can't make as much money if we do it this way so we're not going to do it that way <laughs> is that democratic or is that something else <laughs> you are just jumping all over it today let me say that i mean yeah what's democratic i mean i guess the question i'm asking you right know. no you're it's a that's a very valid point at which point does making a profit step on democracy yeah when does it start to walk over democracy and who and who's supposed to pull them back from the edge when democracy doesn't work for them mm -hmm. so so the cable company says i want to run cable in this community this community says we don't want your cable company hell with you so what they do is they buy up the property um you know buy the rights to it and, and stick it in there anyway or they go to city hall with a bucket of cash and <laughs> well that that's a that's another issue i think altogether <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking about corruption. Now you're talking about corruption. I I get it. I get it. <laughs> and, and I'm just I'm just and they, way to get it done. You they, know there are ways to get it done. And so when they do that without um, by uh, ignoring the will of the people, then then you know then they've ignored democracy. I agree that I, that I don't think that's democratic. Right. And so, and so nobody wants to deny a company the ability to survive and grow, but they but do, they get to survive and grow at the expense of uh, the American citizens. Yeah. And then, then you have to look at that other word competition, which kind of, levels out the playing field if they don't have any competition 
they pretty much get their way. Understood. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get us, get us back no. to to regulating social media though, because right. that's another that's another conversation. I agree with you. I agree. Oh, oh, do I want to talk about competition? Oh, you bet your buns. <laughs> but but that's another that that gets us off regulating. That gets us off policing social media. So, um, um. So with social media, uh, to what point, to what extent do we hold the company uh, responsible or liable for things that get out of control or when people cross the line? Is that, uh, are they going to be held liable? And here's uh, another issue that I thought that's a, that's a real good issue. Um, because I have, because Facebook has a platform where people can post, mm -hmm. should Facebook be liable for the things that people post? And uh, Fred made a comment, and I'm going to get get to that a little later, Fred. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. The disclaimer. You saw that. The disclaimer. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it should Facebook be liable? Should Facebook be ah, should Facebook be liable should Facebook be liable apologize for that should Facebook be liable for um, things that other people post and and that's where so so I've said before and I'll say it again I don't think that Facebook should be liable for Mm -mm. Okay, there's a, there's a comment. Yeah, I saw that too. I was waiting yeah. on you to finish. <laughs> what we post technically isn't our content, and 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 I I will disagree with that slightly. Um. So, but anyway, so so that's a part of this conversation. Then you know quickly. Um. The way the companies have set it up is that they want to retain some level of control over the content. So they claim the content. Um, okay. And if we're going to have copyright laws, um, the originator of the content, regardless of the platform that the content is um, displayed on, it belongs to the content creator. So whatever content that you create, whatever graphic you create, this podcast, um, um, music lyrics, uh, a Twitter post, they should not be allowed to claim your content because they didn't create that content. They were only the platform used to present that content to the public. And so I was uh, mentioning earlier, if we leave um, the policing to the companies, they're going to do what's in their best interest. So they're going to claim that content so that they can say, I can take it down. I can use it to make money off of it. It is it becomes my content. When they didn't create the content. They only would the plat provided the platform for the content to be created. So, so well, while you're saying that, um, that they have taken over the content, that is something I think needs to be addressed and they should not be allowed to claim access to your content. So basically if you upload a picture, if you create a post, they have to get um, your permission to use that. They have to get, and if you decide you want fees uh, in association with using that, they pay you those fees. Um, they've created a platform. They didn't create you. And so I disagree completely with the whole concept of your content because you posted it. They have access or they have a right to use that content any way they see fit. 
Well, yeah. And at the same time, if they claim uh, rights or ownership to that content, don't they also uh, claim responsibility or liability in, in case of damages? Can they have it both ways? Well, my guess is they're not going to use anything that's going to that's going to create a legal uh, headache for them. So whatever well, they might not be using it, but just by it being posted on the platform and something happens, then who who does that liability fall back? Right. On? And, and now I think that that goes back to what I said was, is that everybody is responsible for whatever they post. So if right. you post if you post a lie and somebody sues for liability, they don't sue the company. They sue you. They don't mm -hmm. sue Facebook because Facebook because Facebook left the post up there and didn't take it down. They don't get right. to sue Facebook for that. They sue you. And then if we, because we have the community standards, um, Facebook can, can then be justified in taking it down so that they are protected against you suing them for violating their free speech because you violated community standards. Once you violated community standards, you, your free speech ended because okay. you violated the standards. So you can't post that. You can't, yeah, you, you, you know, you now, if in the case of a, of a, uh, a newspaper, they approve posts, they approve news stories. So they can be liable because at that particular point, they have to do their due diligence. So yeah. if, so if, um, they put their name on it. Right. So if, if, if YouTube, if you post something YouTube and then YouTube says, you know, we're going to we're, we're going to stand behind this, then they're they're party to any liability that that uh, post creates. Mm -hmm. What about commercials? Same. Uh, do they have to uh, be liable for a commercial that they post? Again, I think the content creator, the content creator. Uh, is responsible or liable for um, the, the the content of their content. <laughs> so so when you create something, if you create a commercial and it's insensitive, it's not on Facebook to determine whether it's sensitive or insensitive. It is based on community standards and based on the individuals that created it. And so if somebody feels that you violated something, they take you to court. It's determined whether that material falls under acceptable community standards or unacceptable community standards. And then we have a blueprint to work from the next time some content is posted. But if we don't do it that way, then we're always going to have comp corporations determining on a case by case basis what they want to accept and what they don't want to accept. Yeah. OK. Fred said the newspapers have editors, which which is true. Uh, Facebook, uh, uh, they have people, I guess, watching posts, but they don't catch a lot of stuff. So they're not going to be liable for catch catching every little thing that goes on that gets posted. Yeah, so now getting back to Fred's uh, earlier comment about. Um, the disclaimer disclaimers. Um, wow. I think disclaimers, um, my concern about disclaimers is that they can be used, um, as a shield. So in other words, so I, I, I am intending to say something that I know is screwed up mm. and I'll just throw this disclaimer up there so I can get away with it. Right. So, so I would say disclaimers should only be able to be allowed to offer limited protection against liability. That would be my, that would be my interpretation of that. Now, uh, well, so if, if a case went to court, the judge could look at it and say, well, look, you knew that this video with this man shooting his baby was wrong. <laughs> that shouldn't have been put up there. That shouldn't have been put up there. Exactly. You <clears throat> hit it on the head. Yeah. You know, you can't put up a disclaimer and it says, um, um, like, like this one, um, 
yeah so so the scene you're about to see is graphic uh and some people may not like it and then you show somebody's head exploding from a bullet you know that right. is kind of borderline there yeah that's kind of yeah that's kind of borderline yeah. yeah you you you're kind of trying to get away with something there um mm -hmm. so anyway yeah I, I think disclaimers have a place um but but using a disclaimer should you shouldn't walk up to the line um you know and try to and try to get squeeze something into um existence that the community standards would have otherwise said um we we shouldn't have this uh i think there was one other point that i had for oh uh, we'll do that when we come back. We're going to run the, the commercials. We're going to try, because I think the the sound is not going to. Um, I have to restart OBS for the commercials, but we'll start them. And if they don't, we can't get the sound, then we'll just duck out of them. But we'll be right back, uh, and and finish up the show. I know you care about the environment and maybe you want to learn more about sustainability and climate action. Then join me on the Climate Conscious Podcast, where my guests and I discuss the issues of sustainability related to the Caribbean and beyond. Together, we'll explore practical solutions for it's managing like our impact on the planet. Tune in every other Wednesday right, on Apple Podcasts or wherever... Alrighty. So, um, so for me, put me down in the column of, I think we need to create, uh, we need to create legal standards for what can be taken down and what can be left up. We need to, um, one, insulate businesses from making that decision and insulate businesses from uh, people putting up uh, material that they shouldn't put up. So that, um, you know, people shouldn't be able to go after a Facebook because Facebook's got deep pockets and the person who posted um, a baby killing, um, you know, doesn't have any money. So they go after Facebook. Um, so, yeah. So I, I think I think we need to to continue to use our legal system um, to to offer fairness and consistency in applications of um, uh, community standards. Trump acquitted. Okay, I, I read that before I read it. <laughs> so I should have read it first and not and not sit and, and left that for another day. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, I'm, I am not gonna comment on that. Uh, and news. Who, who expected anything different? <laughs> I'm, I'm done with that. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, oh, this is one story. This is, um, and I'm going to put a link to this in the, the podcast description. And I do appreciate everybody that made comments. Um, that's what that to me is what makes this show worth it the fact that you uh, you know tuned in and you were engaged the whole idea the whole idea behind this show is to get people engaged to um uh, participate in conversations fred made a comment uh last week about uh, topics and i was trying to I, I put the the two topics that you mentioned fred i put them in the hopper and so we will try to cover those um, so each each week we, you know, we, we talk over the topics that we want to try to cover. And so those topics are going to be there and we'll try to get to them. I can't promise that we're going to get to them right away. Um, um, we because we do our show once a week, um, sometimes our our shows aren't the latest, you know, the latest thing that's going on. Like we didn't cover the. um impeachment trial at all um i i so your comment 
you know, um, highlights the fact that we don't do breaking news. Um, and maybe somewhere down the road, if we get, uh, you know, better situated, uh, breaking news will become a part of it. Um, so one this story I'm going to, uh, you, you see it in the Chiron below or the yeah, Chiron. Um, it's, uh, anger and fear as Asian American seniors are targeted in Bay area attacks. Um, so this was a, a crushing story for me, um, as, as a minority, um, as a human being, um, people attacking someone simply because of their nationality. So supposedly in the story, um, these Asian Americans are being attacked because of the Wuhan virus. And this, this is February. It's been a year. Mm -hmm. It's been a year that we've dealt with this. I have no idea what makes someone think that an Asian American has anything, anything more to do with the, the, the coronavirus than, um, than a white American, than an Australian American. Um, they, they were in America. They've, they've been here. They've, lived here they they built their lives here so right. so why would someone associate them with um I, I guess because of their nationality um but they're americans and and you know if if the if the virus didn't come from america you know why punish americans because their ancestry was, you know, the ancestry was connected to a place where the virus supposedly started. Um, read the even even uh, if they live in China, did did they have anything personally to do with the virus? Just because they live in China? Exactly. You're exactly right. <laughs> That's just crazy. I I don't. I wish I could say I don't understand people like this, but we, we, hatred is hatred. There's just, people are looking for someone to blame. And sometimes they're not even looking for someone to blame. They're just looking for someone to hurt. Exactly. They're hurting and they want to hurt someone else or they're, uh, they believe that they're entitled to a certain level of, um, acceptance in society. And they feel that that is being stripped of them because other people are being elevated to equal status and they'll have to compete for jobs, have to compete for resources, have to compete for, um, um, treatment in society on an equal level. And so, and so rather than better themselves to be more prepared for the challenges of competing, they look to hurt other people. Mm -hmm. I, what else is there to say? How do you, how do you, you can't logically reason with that kind of insanity. I'm gonna give you the last word, Warren. You know, I think at the end of the day, um, social media is, is very, very huge. I mean, it's just uh, millions and millions of people on it all over the world. And I think the story is constantly evolving. Um, eventually, they'll probably have laws that say you can't do this, you can't do that if things get too far out of control. But still, um, as individuals, we need to be uh, mindful of what we post and what we follow. If we got somebody saying we're going to fight, you know, 
that mean you have to get your rifle and go down there and shoot somebody. Uh, you need to think about it. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Very good. Uh, we will be back next week, and we hope that uh, everything is going well with Leonard. All right. See you next week. That concludes this episode of Altitude Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and Twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.